0: Hello and welcome to The Nourish Soul. I'm your host, Christopher Ian. I'm here to educate, uplift, and inspire others in the areas of wellness, lifestyle, beauty, and personal growth. My mission is to spread joy and help you to learn to love the skin you're in. Through physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. We take a holistic approach to wellness to help you on your journey to self love and living a more high vibe and joyful life. The French have a saying, "bien dans ses poux, which loosely translates as being well in one's own skin. It's about everything it takes to be comfortable in your skin, from the world we live in to what we put in and on our bodies. To how we care for ourselves physically mentally emotionally and spiritually my mission is to help both women and men fall in love with the skin they're in through my passion for beauty lifestyle and wellness conversations on the nourished soul will be centered around clean beauty wellness yoga meditation nutrition body positivity spirituality personal growth self-care self-love and everything High Vibe Living. So let's dive right into today's podcast episode. Hello and welcome back to The Nourished Soul. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I When I sat down to start this podcast... I told myself that I was going to commit to being consistent with this um, because I had done two podcasts before where I got to about six episodes and then it just kind of died. So I decided that with this one, I was going to keep going. I was going to keep being consistent. However, life does get in the way and the last two weeks have been very crazy for me and I really haven't had the time to sit down and record even though I had content created and things that I wanted to talk about. I just haven't been able to really sit down and find the time to go through this. So anyways, here we are. We're back We're going to try to maintain consistency in this podcast. Uh, It is my hope that I will put a podcast episode out every week on Wednesdays. Um, As I said, that has been a challenge for the last two weeks, but such as life. Also, I will be away on vacation next week, so there's a chance I will not be uploading an episode next week either, but we'll get back to regularly scheduled um, episodes when I get back from vacation. That being said, please make sure that you like, follow, subscribe to the podcast. Go ahead and leave me a rating and a comment on iTunes. That's super helpful. And I appreciate all of you that have been listening and engaging through the podcast topics with me and have already rated and comment. Thank you for so much for being here. I appreciate you more than you could possibly know. And yeah, let's get right into today's episode. Uh, First, as always, we're going to start with one thing that I am in love with or grateful for and a quote. So, first, I want to talk about something that I'm really liking right now. And this is this book that I just got called Growing Strong by Cambria Joy. I happened to find Cambria's podcast um, and she launched her podcast shortly before she launched her book. So, I was able to kind of get familiar with her, started following her on Instagram. She's very inspirational, very motivating. Um, And then her book came out, and I'm about halfway through, and just super obsessed with it right now. And a fun side fact, I am currently in the process of writing my own book. And what I really like about Cambria's book is that the book that I have in my head the outlines that I have, and I've been planning this book for many, many, many years, um, is very similar to Growing Strong by Cambria. Um, I'm going to have a little bit of my story in there. I'm going to have some tools to help you on your self-love journey and to just find ways to be more comfortable in your own skin. Um, so a little, it's going to be a little bit about me. There's going to be some tools in there that will be super helpful for you. Uh, recipes, workouts, yoga, um, workouts that you can do at home. So it's very similar to her book. So it's nice to read hers and see that people are loving that type of a book, knowing that I'm about to put out something very similar in hopes that people will love mine as well, too. So go check out Cambria. Um, I believe her podcast is called Growing Strong. Um, and the book is called Growing Strong, and then you can find her on Instagram at Cambria Joy. She shares a lot of her workouts, meal plans, what she eats in a day, what she eats in a week, that kind of thing. Oh, she's on YouTube as well, Cambria Joy. So it's interesting because I feel like when you decide to do something or when you decide to change in some direction, it's like you put that out in the universe and then you start getting all these signs. So I decided that I was going to take my brand, if you will, from just being a skincare kind of brand to focus on all these topics of wellness, from everything that we put in our bodies to what we put on our bodies and our uh, physical, mental, emotional and spiritual wellness, like all of those things I wanted to incorporate. And then after I decided to start to focus on that, and I kind of put that in the universe. I discovered Cambria Joy, and she's literally doing exactly what I want to be doing. So I kind of, in a way, am really looking up to her right now because I, what she's doing is the direction that I'm hoping to go in. So definitely go check her out. Um, I think you guys will absolutely love her as much as I do. So let's get to our quote. Uh, this is from Proverbs 16.24. And I just really loved this when I read it. And I've saved it. And I had planned on sharing it with you guys. Um, And it says, gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. And I've seen this written a couple different ways. I've seen it as kindness or kind words are like a honeycomb. Kindness is like honey. Kindness, kind words are like honey. And it's sweetness to the soul and health to the body. And one of the reasons that I really, really love that is because I feel like So many of us have negative self-talk and whatever you think or say about yourself, your body is listening to that. So I love this idea of like gracious words, kind words, our sweetness to the soul and health to the body. So think about that in terms of like when we say positive things or we say positive affirmations, our body is listening to that and we can heal our body by how we mentally think about our bodies or emotionally how we feel about our bodies. So that quote just like really resonated with me and, and one of my new favorite quotes. Um, it, and the funny thing is, <clears throat> it kind of popped up everywhere for me. Um, I read that quote, I forget where I read it. I read it somewhere, connected with it. And then later, I was looking at a picture on Instagram, and the girl in the picture had that phrase up on her wall. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. This is just another (laughs) indication that when we put things out into the universe, the universe responds and puts it in front of us, and it gives us these opportunities. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Okay, so today we are going to talk about self-care. Yeah, I know, it's a buzzword that we hear everywhere, and now it's usually linked to some brand that's trying to sell you something like a face mask or an essential oil And I know a lot of people are kind of over it and feel like that term self-care doesn't really mean anything anymore. However, to me, self-care is so much more than what you see online. And I wanted to share a couple tips and tricks to bring more self-care into your life. And I feel that self-care is even more important in this COVID world that we live in. The fear that surrounds this pandemic we're in takes a toll on our mental and emotional health. The COVID-19 pandemic has changed the way that we live in general, but it has also created new challenges for our mental and emotional health. I mean, can you believe it's been a whole year already? That boggles my mind. I remember first hearing about COVID towards the end of February and we were talking a lot about it in our job and people had already started being very careful with wiping things down and washing their hands and sanitizing and it was March 16th was our last day in the office, and then we went to working remote. We've since gone back into the office, and um, but I'm the only one in my office building, and everybody else is still working remotely, so that's been a whole year. Isn't that crazy? Um, anyway, so... Because of this, you know, pandemic that we're living under, I feel like there's definitely new mental and emotional challenges that we have to deal with. And I feel like now more than ever, practicing self-care is essential. So I wanted to jump into a self-care deep dive, take a deeper look at what self-care is in some ways that you can kind of bring self-care into your daily practice, into your daily life. Self-care is more than just a yoga or a meditation practice. While those things are really good, I feel like there's so much more you can do because not everybody's going to take the time to go to yoga or sit in silence every day. Even though those are things that I highly recommend that you attempt to do and you create a practice around those, sometimes we in the reality of things, we might not have time for that. So I wanted to give you guys some tips and tools that you can use pretty much every day that I feel like will be very helpful for you. For me, self-care is really about checking in with yourself and making sure that you're okay. And sometimes not being okay is okay too. So what is health care? It really is the act of taking care of yourself and taking time to stop and think about how you are doing physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I think of self-care in the terms of showing up for yourself the same way you would show up for a friend or a family member in need. It's taking that time to think about what is going on in your life, what areas might be out of balance or might need some balance, and then taking the time to focus on and rebalancing yourself. And it's showing up in those areas of your life the same way that you would show up for that friend or family member. Sometimes we just need to put ourselves first so that we can better take care of others. And just as a reminder, and I know you see this everywhere now, and it also does seem kind of buzzwordy, but... Self-care is not selfish. It's vital. But let's talk about some signs or triggers that you may notice when we need to stop and take some time for ourselves and take some time for that self-care. I think the number one way that stress really shows up for people is that you're very tired or you're having trouble sleeping. Ideally, we all need to get anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep at night. But a lot of us have things going on in our life and maybe you're stressed out and they're interfering with your ability to fall asleep and have a good night's sleep. This can be a great indicator that you need to stop and think about what's going on in your life. Take some time to focus on how you can fix that so you're able to get a good night's sleep. One trick that works well for me in order to get a good night's sleep is something I do before bed. It's called the activity of brain dumping. Where you put all of your thoughts, such as your to-do list, and etc. on paper so that you're not in your thoughts when you're trying to fall asleep. This can be a huge help. I've even gone to bed and started thinking about things on my to-do list and had to get up and write it down. Because once I get out of my head and I put it on paper, I can get back to sleep. Speaking of your bedroom, take a look at your bedroom. Make sure there's no electronics right before bed. I don't even like having electronics in my bedroom. I don't have a TV, a computer, or anything in my bedroom. My bedroom is my sanctuary to relax and to sleep. That's it. Make sure you're not on your phone, tablet, or computer right before bed. What if your feeling is more anxious or stressed? What if there's a lot of stuff going on in your life or you're constantly feeling anxious? It may be time to stop and think about that. This can show up in physical symptoms like tightness in your chest, discomfort in your stomach, or even trouble breathing. Take a moment or two to just stop and breathe, whether that's something like yoga, meditation, whatever works for you to help reduce your anxiety. Personally, I know when I need to take time for self-care, when I start feeling really down and depressed. It's not something that happens very often for me, but when I do feel depressed, I really have to stop and think about the cause of that for me. I used to turn to comfort food when I'm feeling emotionally unwell, so I would eat a lot of sugary foods to kind of deal with that depression. And for a moment, I could stop feeling and thinking about what's bothering me, but then I wind up feeling even worse because I binged on unhealthy foods instead of dealing with the source of my depression. And even though I binged and I ate those healthy foods and for temporary moments I felt a little bit better, I never addressed the real source of that depression. So it still lingers there. And guess what? It comes right back. I've since learned that if I eat more healthy and nourishing foods and that if I take the time to really think about what's causing this depression, I can work on myself and then I feel better. I also find other activities I can do instead of emotional eating that help to make myself better. For instance, if I'm sitting at home and I'm feeling bored or depressed and I start wanting to eat comfort foods or stress eat, the best thing for me is to change my scenery. So I'll get up off the couch, maybe go take the dog for a walk or go do some kind of activity that's a little bit more uplifting instead. Maybe I throw on some music and I dance around the living room. Maybe I go to a yoga class. Sometimes even just getting out and getting some fresh air and having a change of scenery can really change your perspective and help bring you out of that funk. Another signal that you really need some self-care time can be when we start responding to others in anger. It can be easy to get to a point where you're so stressed out or tired that you just become very angry towards other people. You can easily snap or get set off. This is a very strong indication that you really need to take some time to yourself to kind of reset and rebalance. When I'm feeling angry or super stressed or I feel like I'm about to snap, I go exercise. And this can be any form of exercise that you enjoy. Like I said, it can be simply going out and taking a walk with your dog. For me, it's yoga or Pilates. It could be something like kickboxing where you can able to get out some of your frustrations. So when you're feeling like you're about to snap and you find yourself getting angrier than usual with people around you, maybe take some time to focus on how you can let out that aggression in a healthy way so that you're able to reset and rebalance yourself. And of course, how we feel physically and mentally can show up in our bodies in different ways. Our emotional or mental states Often manifest itself in our bodies as well, and can wreak havoc on our immune systems. Think about times where you've been stressed and fatigued, and it starts to show up as you getting sick. If you find yourself getting sick a lot, whether it's with colds or flus or anything like that, it's a strong indicator that it's time for you to slow down a little bit. Try to get some rest, eat more nourishing and wholesome foods, and make sure you're getting all of your vitamins, like vitamin C, to help strengthen your immune system. When we have emotional or mental stress, it can show up in our body typically. So you really need to start to pay attention to those little physical cues that your body is giving you that it's time to just pause, breathe, and reboot. So those are just a few of the signals that we need to pay attention to know that it's really time for us to pause and focus on some self-care. I wanted to give you a few of my favorite tips and activities you can use to kind of really help yourself reset and rebalance. The first one and what I think is one of the most important is to get some Z's. As I mentioned earlier, it's very important that you get enough sleep and that you try to maintain a consistent sleep schedule. One of the things that's really helpful for me is that I always go to sleep at the same time every night and I wake up at the same time every morning. This allows my body to get used to that sleep schedule so that I will not be upsetting it with different sleep patterns. Also, another really important thing for me as far as sleep is that I don't do anything super thought-provoking or overstimulating right before I go to bed. I know so many people who play video games, watch TV, play on their computer or their phones right before bed, and then they have trouble sleeping. Well, that's a lot of stimulus right before before bed. You're overstimulating your brain so that when you turn off the computer, you turn off the lights and you climb into bed. Your brain is still processing all of that. So for me, one of the easiest things is to just read. I pick very light, uplifting, inspirational books, something that I don't have to think a whole lot about. I read a chapter, and it really helps me fall asleep. In addition to reading, I have a few other nighttime rituals that I do that really help me have a good night's sleep. As I mentioned earlier, my bedroom is my sanctuary, so I turn off my phone. I don't have a TV or computer in there. About an hour before I need to call it lights out, I take time to do my skincare routine. And my nighttime skin routine is a little more in-depth. So I take time to be really present with my products instead of just slathering them on and hopping into bed. Some nights I might even do a mini facial with an exfoliating mask or a hydrating mask. And then at last step in my skincare routine, I use a facial oil. And I'm taking one to two minutes to massage that into my skin with a facial massage. It's a very soothing way to let my body know that it's time for bed. My second tip is to nourish your body. Now, I never want to be one to tell people what they can and cannot eat, but your nutrition is very important to how your body reacts to things like stress, fatigue, and depression. So make sure that you're feeding your body with nourishing food and you're eating a very well-balanced meal that includes lots of fruits and vegetables. Avoid mindless snacking and focus on eating intuitively instead. Listen to your body and give it what it needs, but choose more nourishing foods. As well as drinking a lot of water because sometimes dehydration can show up in different ways, such as fatigue, headaches, and more. So make sure that you're getting plenty of water throughout the day. Number three, move regularly throughout the day. And I'm not talking about exercise Sure, working out is good for you, but recent studies actually show that one hour of exercise a day isn't nearly effective as moving consistently throughout the day. So you can sit all day long, and then yes, you go work out for an hour, but it's better if you can keep moving throughout the day. In my full-time job, I work in an office environment, and one of the things I'm constantly surprised is the amount of people who don't actually take their lunch breaks. A lot of people sit at their desks, they eat their food, they snack all day long, and they may only get up to get something off the printer or go to the bathroom. Me, personally, I like to take walking breaks as often as possible. I have an Apple Watch that signals for me at 10 minutes before the end of the hour, every day, all day, to make sure that I get my steps on. So every time that goes off, I get up, I do a loop or two around the office, maybe say hi to some people, have a little chat, just to make sure that I've gotten a break from sitting at the computer. So whenever you're working on your computer or your phone or on social media, definitely take some breaks from that. Another great tip that helps you with this is called the Pomodoro technique. I use this a lot. If you're working on a project, you can set a timer to give yourself, say, 20 minutes to work on that project. Then you take a five-minute break. Then you go back for another 20 minutes. Then you take another five-minute break. It's so on and so on and so on. There's a lot of Pomodoro technique-based apps that you can get on the App Store, as well as you can just set a timer on your phone, and this will allow you to make sure that you're getting up and you're taking some breaks. And this is going to be very helpful for your mind and your body, and it's gonna help you from stop getting so fatigued, tired, and stressed throughout the day at work. Next tip is to set boundaries. This is another one I like to use for helping to avoid stress. And I feel like setting boundaries deserves its own entire podcast episode. Um, There's so many ways we need to be setting boundaries in our life. We have to learn that it's okay to say no. If you don't want or are not able to do something at that moment, I feel like when we take on too many commitments, we put a lot of extra pressure on ourselves. And that's not really good for our mental or emotional health. So create a list of your definite no's, like checking email after work hours or going to events you're not interested in attending. My word for 2021, if you've listened to this podcast I mentioned, is joy. So setting boundaries for me now looks like, does this bring me joy? And if it's not bringing me joy, if it's stressing me out, then it has to go and part of the reason that I've been so busy for the past two weeks is that I was taking on a new project. And the last two weeks, it has been very stressful and frustrating. And I didn't get the end result that I wanted. And now I'm kind of having to go back to square one. So I'm taking that time now to really think about is this something that I really want to bring into my life at the moment? If it's not bringing me joy, and all I'm getting is stress and frustration. Is it something that I want to continue? I think that when it is complete, it will bring me joy. But right now, this process is stressing me out. It's taking up a lot of my time, and it's just been very frustrating for me. So I have to really stop and think about. Is it something that I want to continue? Is it really going to bring me joy? Or do I need to set boundaries around this and just say, you know what? I really don't have the time to commit to this right now. So take some time to really think about those definite no's. Create a list around that and make sure that you stick to that. Next tip we have is to savor your days off. So let's talk about some tips uh, that can help you relax, especially in your time on your days off. I think we tend to say days off and we sit around the couch all day long and you're not making the most of that time off to really take some self-care and put that into your days off. So like I said, some of my favorite tips um, are my skincare routine at night, which is very relaxing to me. Reading a book is very relaxing to me. And again, practicing my yoga, meditation and Pilates. So on your days off, find some activities that allow you to really clear your head and just chill. Think about the things that you really like to do that help you relax and help you get out of your head. This can even be something like watching your favorite TV show because we all know a good laugh is a great thing to lift up our spirits. Laughing releases endorphins, those feel-good hormones. Maybe try doing something like a puzzle that can be relaxing and soothing. Um, You can listen to music. Just lay in bed or sit on your couch. Close your eyes, take a couple deep breaths, and just listen to some very relaxing music. Another one of my favorite things to do to help me relax on a day off is I take a bubble bath. Even just for five or ten minutes, I set the temperature to whatever's comfortable. I maybe throw in a bath bomb, some bubble bath or essential oil and just sit there completely immersed with my eyes closed and let the water just kind of really hydrate my skin and soothe my soul. Next, get out of here. As I mentioned earlier, being out in nature is so soothing for me. And it's something that can be very simple, like taking a walk with my dog. When I do this, I make sure that I turn off my phone. And I bring my phone uh, just in case of emergencies, but I'm not on my phone. I'm really taking that time to be present in nature, not just in nature, but also with my dog. This is a very exciting time for her to go on a walk. She loves to explore things. And for her, it's really a fun time. So for me, it's very important that I'm present with her in that moment, just watching how she reacts and that she gets excited that we're just out and we're just, you know, taking a walk. Um, So I do get a lot of joy of spending time with her outside. Um, You can do other things outside, like ride a bike, visit the beach, go have lunch at a park, maybe take a hike somewhere, explore new areas in your neighborhood especially now during COVID where a lot of stuff have really shut down, it's such a great time to get outside. You can, you know, socially distance, you can stay away from people. It's very safe. And just explore what new areas you have in your neighborhood. When I started doing this this year, this past year, because of COVID, I was shocked at how many amazing parks are nearby me that I could just go and explore and take the dog and just really spend a peaceful moment um, in nature. Another thing that's really soothing for me is just sitting by an area of water and that could be like a lake, a river or the beach. And just being really present with the sound of the wind and the trees, the way that the waves move across the lake or the ocean. Just really being present in that moment um, because water can be such a soothing thing. So whenever you're feeling really stressed or tired or anxious, take some time to go be present in nature. Another tip is to stay social. Um, it's very important to remain focused on some social activities. I know these can look very different right now. Uh, social activities can be things like having a dinner with a friend, taking the time to have a phone call with a friend or joining a new community, even if it's just online. Um, that's something that I'm currently trying to work on being more social, uh, trying to reconnect with some old friends I haven't seen in a while, joining new groups that have shared interests of mine so that I can meet new people. Um, I feel like this is so important right now during this time of social distancing um, that we do our best to remain connected to our friends and family, even if it's something like Zoom or FaceTime. I know we're all over Zoom and FaceTime right now, and we miss that personal one-on-one connection, but even just talking to someone can really be uplifting, Um, so I highly recommend you try to stay as social as you can with your friends and your family and go make some new friends This has been important for me because my ex was not very social. So we never really went out. We never really made friends. And it was one of the things that I decided after my divorce that I was really going to start to do. I was really going to try to be more social. I was going to open myself up to connecting and meeting new people and just having new experiences. Um, So that's super important. Try to do your best. And next we have nurture your creativity. Being creative is an amazing tip to foster self-care. That's part of the reason why I started my blog, my YouTube channel, and this podcast. For me, these are a creative outlet. It's a way for me to express things that I'm interested in and passionate about, as well as sharing my experiences and knowledge. And I hope that somewhere along the way, I'm helping somebody else by providing that experience and knowledge. So for me, this is a creative outlet, but some other amazing creative outlets you can use that are stress relievers, could be things like drawing, writing, or journaling, other activities like coloring, trying a DIY project for your house, or maybe you focus on trying a new recipe like cooking and baking. These are all great sources to help you unleash some creativity. Now, I bring this one up a lot, but I can never say this enough. Movement matters because exercise is not only good for your body, but it's wonderful for your mental and emotional health. It increases serotonin levels, leading to more energy and a better mood. So choose something you enjoy that you're inclined to stick with and occasionally try something new so that you can celebrate your body. Uh, Hula hooping anyone? Begin to practice uh, positive self-talk. It can be easy for us to turn to negative self-talk, as I mentioned earlier, and it's something we all do on occasion. Let's admit it. We're human. But instead, focus on saying loving and kind words towards yourself. Appreciate the small things that you do every day and tell yourself, good job for finishing those tasks. Make a list of all the things you love about yourself and turn to that list often when you need a pick-me-up. It also helps to have a few uplifting affirmations that you can repeat to yourself throughout the day. I always pick one affirmation, and I continually say that throughout the day. And I pretty much change that up on the daily. Attitude of gratitude, another one I can never say enough. This is super important for your mental and emotional state. Trust me. Take some time every day to give thanks to God for your blessings. Take time once or twice a day to just count all the things you have in your life to be grateful for. Personally, I have a gratitude journal, and I take five minutes in the morning and five minutes before bed to write in all the things I'm grateful for that day. It is a simple process, but it has made a world of difference in my mental and emotional health. And then last but not least is prayer. I made a goal to read the whole Bible in 2021. That's four pages a day. I like to read those four pages at night, following with my gratitude list, and then I say any prayers. This whole process takes maybe 30 minutes, but it puts me in a very positive and peaceful mindset and that I'm able to have a really good night's sleep. There have been many studies done on how prayer actually helps people with their mental health. So say some prayers for those affected by COVID and any others that come to mind. Pray for healing and safety for all. I think that when we talk about self-care, we immediately start thinking about things like massages and facials and manicures and pedicures. And while those are all great, I hope that the tips I've given you uh, can really help you out. Um, These are things you can do without really spending too much money. You can do these at home. You can do them with your partner, your friends, or your family. Just take that time together to really focus on some self-care. I think a lot of times people think self-care is very selfish. We have a society where we're always trying to tend to the other's needs, but we've got to remember that we have to take care of ourselves first so that we're better able to take care of others. I think it's also important to remember to remind yourself that self-care looks different for every single person. What works for one person might not work for you. Find your version of self-care and practice it every day. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. and I gave you some useful tips to get you started on your self-care practice. We'll be talking about self-care a lot more coming up as it's a huge part of finding self-love. And I think self-care is a huge part in improving your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness so that you can live a more joyful life. I'd love to hear what else you guys use for your own self-care practices. So you can email me at Christopher.Ian0430 at gmail.com. You can send me a direct message on Instagram, which is number four. And I look forward to connecting with you guys in future podcasts. And remember, as always, be well, be happy, and stay fabulous. Bye.